I don't know. I just wanted to start the show off with some high energy, some high energy. All right, guys, I am the spiritual gangster. You can find me meditating in the hood. I'm spending my free time allowing you to peek into my brain as I take my own spiritual journey. So grab your wine, especially your Bible today, and even your blunt, and tap in, tap in, tap in. All right. So, um, today's episode, and I'm going to... Well, first, let me update y'all on my personal life. I don't have too much to update y'all on, but um, one thing that I am updating you guys on is because of the new moon, I wrote a grateful letter, and I've been seeing a lot of people say things about this grateful letter and uh, gratitude and all of these different things, and so I'm trying to do just something different every day. Uh, sometimes I do yoga. Sometimes I do journaling. Sometimes I do the show. Um, sometimes I read, I just do different things every day, depending on what I'm inclined to do based on, you know, the type of spiritual inclination I'm having. Um, but so I have, my friend had sent me this, uh, TikTok, this girl on TikTok was saying how she manifested uh, a lot of different things in her life uh, because she wrote a letter of gratitude. And I think she said it was like six months later, like everything on her list had came true. And so uh, I did the same because of the new moon, because I have been boiling my bay leaves. I've been sleeping with my bay leaves under my pillow. I have decided to go ahead and write my letter and so you write to whatever you believe in spirit god whatever um and you write a letter of thankfulness basically of whatever you want to happen but you're writing it as if it's already happened uh so you're kind of manifesting it onto that paper and so mine was surprisingly long and I wrote a paragraph per everybody in my life and I started with my daughter I moved to my parents to my sister to my friends and then of course myself and I realized that like a lot of myself happiness or satisfaction has a lot to do with the people in my life because I mean duh like they I put them before I even put myself first um so those were like it was a really great experience and like y'all you just don't like you know thank you god for a new car like you actually go into detail with what you want and so um I'm gonna read it again sometime soon I'm gonna wait a while before I read it probably like a week I'm gonna read over it and then I'm going to add to it so I'm just gonna keep writing thank you notes to God for things that I want to manifest in my life and so I will be updating you guys as those things came true because those were my intentions when uh journaling those things so that is my greatest update for you guys and I encourage you guys to do the same I'm always trying to bring new strategies to you guys um about strengthening your spirituality about 
just living a grateful life, all of those good things. Today's episode, however, is going to be a little triggering. I don't want to say triggering. That gives the wrong impression. I'm not talking about like suicide or anything like that. Um, it just might be sensitive. And so I've always kind of shied away, especially on my show, from talking about religion because I'm not really sure the the audience that I might be reaching. However, I had a conversation and I've been just saying things all week that have led me to feel inclined to talk about this. And I feel like this is something that will come up over and over and over throughout my growth. And so I'm going to share the results that I've come up with so far. And hopefully you guys can kind of understand where I'm coming from. Because it's so weird because when I am thinking about my episodes and what I'm going to talk about, I'm always like, eh, I don't want to just talk the talk. So there are some times where, and I'll, you guys will notice, like I take sabbaticals because it's like I don't have anything to talk about. But it's like once I get on that creative kick and I'm like, yeah, I know this is what I want to talk about. And I start doing my research and then I realize that like all of my conversations have had something to do with the topic that I've come up with. And so I have personal experience to add to my episodes um, or conversations that have sparked certain things in me that give me that room for that creative content. So somebody asked me like, what, are you, what is this spirituality thing that you believe in? And so I really shy away from having these conversations with religious people because I'm not all the way, I don't know, I just don't have all the answers when it comes to spirituality right now. And I mean, obviously nobody does, but it's something about religion that makes you really secure that you know everything and it's annoying. And so I try to shy away from these type of conversations, but I know that this person was coming from a good place when they asked me. And so I tried to do my best to explain why I believed what I believed. And then it was crazy because like God must have been hearing my conversation because soon after like in one of my groups, and y'all know I love my Facebook groups, in one of my groups on Facebook, somebody was like, do y'all believe in God? And so that sparked a whole conversation in the comments, and people are always going back and forth and judging people, and I really hate that, because no matter what you believe in, like, you're entitled to believe in whatever you want to believe in, um, you should do right by people regardless. You should not judge anybody based off of what they believe in. Like, if somebody came up to me and told me they were atheists, I would probably have a conversation with them to understand why they felt that way. And I would also have a conversation with them to explain why I believe what I believe. But I'm not going to force anything on that person. I feel like, so, yeah, I'm going to just stop right there. So, um, I'm going to start with the post that I read or that I saw and so the post said God is a consciousness God is not just a creator God is the source of all creation it not a he or she is 
um, not independent of you. It is the totality of everything. Um, when I'm talking about myself, I'm not just talking about my personal self. I'm talking about the God self that rests and resides within me. The verb, the energy, not the noun. When you start to think of God as a noun, person, place, or thing, you have immediately separated yourself from it and become a limited being. And I also feel like, this is me adding my little commentary in there, I feel like you also limit God when you make God a person or I mean and I understand we do it because our minds can't wrap itself around the energy or the spirit that is God but really we give God human qualities when that's not true like Jesus was human humanized or (laughs) the human form you know but God is not that like it's just not that and so um I like the quote I met God she's a woman um and that's just because I feel like women are more spiritually inclined oh y'all don't get me I'm not man bashing I just really feel like you know God is a creator and women create life it's just something that men can't do and like I said no matter how you make God seem, if you make it seem like a man or a woman or a person, what is just personifying that energy and that spirit, and really is not that. It's not that. And of course, we do it because, again, it makes us more relatable to that spirit or that entity um, or, or that energy. And, of course, it makes us, you know, feel like we encompass, you know, the certain qualities. But, and then it gives us something to envision, it gives us something to visualize. I was about to say envisualize, and I don't even know if that's a word. So, anyway, um, the rest of the post goes on to say that, my friends, is the difference between a religious person who's a believer and a spiritual person who's a nowhere and I really like like that was I literally sent that to my friend because all this time I was trying to explain it but it's really really hard to do especially to religious people and so I wanted to start off the show with that because like that really touched me and it really made things make sense for me because I always felt like when you make God a person or when you say he like you automatically picture something you know you picture a person you make it you make it visual for yourself which makes sense but God is so much more than that you know what I'm saying and because we're made in God's image we have that energy within us and so I don't think it's really appropriate to call yourself God I don't I don't, sorry, don't shoot me, I don't, at this point, in my spirituality, I just don't think it's cool to do that, but I do believe that you should have confidence in the fact that you are equipped with the energy, the same energy that he has, or he has, that it has, like, it's so easy to do, y'all, so that was first, 
And so then the conversation um, with someone else, and it's crazy because, like I said, all of this happened within the same kind of week or whatever. And so the conversation with someone else, somebody asked me, you know, how I felt about church because they really don't go to church. And um, for me, I was in church as long as I can remember, right? I was like that kid that went to church every Sunday who, if he was spending the night over my house, bring some church clothes because we going to church on Sunday. Mama and them weren't leaving us at home. We was going to church. Um, we was going to Bible studies on Wednesday. I met all of my first friends. All of the first people I probably had crushes on were all church people because that's that's what my social life was. Um, and so a lot of people are turned off from the church because of like different scandals and stuff. However, and I'm not going to get too in depth with it, um, but I like church. I feel like a lot of times as parents, as people, we struggle to be we struggle to tell information to kids or they struggle to hear us because of our position in their life like I promise to God a auntie a cousin or a teacher can tell you something that your mom just said to you and you'll be like oh my gosh that's so profound but like your mom will say it and you'll be like, Ugh, what are you talking about, girl? You don't know what you're talking about. That's so annoying. And it's just because that's your mom's position in your life is you see her as a mom, not as that person who's going to tell you, you know, certain things. Like if it's about boys or something like that. But then you hear the same thing in a different way from somebody who's not in the same position as your parent. And all of a sudden it's profound. I already know it. So I think church gives you the opportunity to learn from people who are not your parents about foundational things such as right from wrong. Now, what I don't necessarily agree with is everything that a lot of more traditional churches believe are right and wrong. And so I feel like, just like with anything, if your child goes to school and they learn that Columbus found America, they're going to come home and be like, oh my gosh, mom, uh, can we celebrate Columbus Day because Columbus found America? And then you have to go and you have to undo what the school system did and you have to say, you know, that's cool that they told you that and you don't have to go and argue with your teacher. But the truth is Columbus didn't found America because there were already people here and so he really didn't find shit. He just took over it and kind of claimed it as his own like most white people do when it comes to everything. And, you know, like, sometimes you just have to do that, you know? Um, and so I feel like there are times when you learn something in church that you might have to correct, you know, uh, later on down the line through either your own research or somebody tells you something different and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. And it's just that simple. But I do feel like church is a good place for foundation, um, the foundation of morals and values. Now, the type of church and I'm not going to get into that type of stuff. However, um, I have been to Pentecostal churches. I have been to Baptist churches. I have been to Catholic situations. I'm not going to call it church. I don't know what you call it. 
I've been in Catholic situations around Catholic people. I know how that goes. Um, and I have also been to non-denominational churches. Um, so far, my favorite is non-denominational. Sorry, I just feel a little bit less judged. Anyway, so a lot of people are turned off by the scandals that happen in churches. And when I say scandals, I mean like ex-husbands popping up, kids out of wedlock, kids out of wedlock, gay preachers, whatever the case may be. Um, everything that you could think of that happens on love and hip hop happens in a church. Um, and my opinion about that is it's the right place for the wrong people. And I heard somebody explain church like that, and I totally understood church a lot differently. A lot of times we expect people because they go to church every Sunday and they roll around with the Bible in their car and their purse or whatever, those holy rollers, those Bible thumpers, whatever you want to call them. We expect them to be perfect because all they do is post scriptures all day and work a cross chain around their necks. And we're just like, if you do all of this, there's no way that you should be sleeping with your boyfriend and y'all not married or y'all should be shacking up or y'all should be blah 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 or you should be cursing or you should be doing all of these things but like I said I heard somebody say that church is the right place for all the wrong people and once I heard that it made sense these people aren't coming to church because they're perfect and they know everything they're coming to church because they're trying to get it right and so Church people can come off as judgy, but can church people can come off as judgmental, but so can people who are not in the church because you come to church with this this chip on your shoulder, right? Like whatever bad experience you've had with church or church people, you come with this chip on your shoulder. And so as soon as somebody says the wrong thing, you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to church no more. But it's like these people aren't church people because they got it all figured out or they're perfect or they're not judgmental. If somebody comes to you at work and say, don't you think your skirt is a little short for this position or this job? You're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm not coming to work no more because they offended me. You still going to go to work. That's your job. It's, you're not coming to, to work for the people. And it's the same with church. You're not coming to church for the people. You're coming to church for the message, for the experience, for the vibe. Now, if you get bad vibes from a church, if you think everybody in the church is evil, by all means, stay away. But I feel like you should stay away from any place that has completely bad vibes all the time, every time you go there. But there are times where I go to my job and people blow me and piss me off right? There are times when I go to hang out with my friends, and they blow me, and they piss me off. That doesn't mean I'm not going to work anymore. That doesn't mean I'm not going to be friends with those people anymore. So why do we hold church to such a high expectation? Because the people there are still being it's like we all have these little under construction signs on us and it doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect all the time even when it comes to spiritual people people are just looking at you like 
oh, you have a crystal around your neck, like, so you must do voodoo, or you must, like, no, I'm a normal person, I go to work, I get angry, I have emotions, I have feelings, like, blah, 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 you get the point, right, so, um, when you go to a hospital, you don't expect the people in the hospital to not be sick, or they wouldn't be there. It's the same with church. It's a place for people who are working on themselves. Now, when it comes to the higher ups, this is where I have my problems. I don't believe you should be a teacher if you don't have the desire to lead kids in the right direction. I don't believe you should be a teacher if you can't teach all kids. If you don't have the desire to teach all kids, black and brown kids included, you know what I'm saying? Or don't teach in a black neighborhood if you have a problem with black kids. I don't believe you should be a pastor if you can't lead correctly. I don't believe you should lead a congregation of people if you should be in an audience with the people trying to get their stuff together. And I'm not saying that you should be perfect, but you shouldn't have babies popping up everywhere while you're preaching you know I don't feel like you should have all these scandals coming up if you steal a thief don't get in front of a church and steal from all of the church you know what I'm saying because that that leads people in the wrong direction um and if you don't know something say you don't know you know don't sit there and hoop and holler about stuff you have nothing no type of knowledge about just don't do it just say I don't know it's cool to not know and be a leader and I think that's where the church kind of offsets people is because you have people that are up in front of the congregation every Sunday and they are people that need to be in the congregation every Sunday you know there are people that are still way 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 under construction you know I feel like when you're a leader um you have to have very very strict boundaries you know what I'm saying and when you mess up you have to be transparent about it it shouldn't be a scandal it shouldn't be the front page of the news it shouldn't be a rumor um it shouldn't be a Facebook message that alerts your congregation of things that you have going on in your personal life I mean it's just like being a celebrity like you rather tell the the TMZ about your business than TMZ tell everybody about your business behind your back you know what I'm saying like your life is under a microscope and that's that's what you chose for yourself so you have to abide by certain things when you're in that position so um I said all of that to kind of let lead me into talking about spirituality and children um so I was doing my research and again another personal conversation happened and um I was talking about you know, if I wanted my kids to be raised in a church or what. And when I say kids, I'm only talking about the one that I have. That's no new update. I was just saying, like, in general, if I were to magically have more kids, which not looking like it, that's going to happen. Um, But anyway, I do kind of want them to be able to have experience with going to church. I don't want to force anything on them, but I definitely want them to understand you know, the morals and the values and the stories and what that means. So I did my research. Um, When it comes to spirituality, obviously kids are already connected to nature. Um, Kids love being outside. They love the sun. They love 
the moon. Um, they definitely have dreams. You literally have dreams as a baby. Bad dreams, good dreams, all of that stuff. Kids automatically have empathy. They know who their mom is. They know who their dad is. They feel your emotions very strongly. Um, and then magic. Like kids, I believe they can see spirits and angels because who knows who they be talking to, what language they are speaking in. Um and what they're saying and doing when they're not looking at us, but they're looking at something, you know what I'm talking about. So, um, especially like once kids start to develop their personality, you will see things like them feel, you know, emotions towards animals and, you know, when they get sick or if an animal dies, um, you will also see them in awe about different things like stars in the sky or, you know, things that are kind of a phenomenon to us. You know, kids are also in awe about those things. Now, one thing that uh, some people who wrote some books uh, said is that once kids get to kind of that teenage age is when they start to get um, those chemical imbalances and hormones, which usually cause depression. And most teenagers actually do go through depression, but that is when they start to be a little less spiritually connected or inclined. And you go through that rebellion stage where you really don't want to believe in too much of anything because you're all over the place, right? Um, one thing that I've noticed about my own daughter is that she's very uh, fascinated with crystals. It's not just like when she picks up a rock, she looks at it, okay, it's a rock, put it back down, right? But these crystals, she's like really fascinated by it. She wants to play with it. She wants to keep keep it with her um, as long as possible. And so I do feel like it's some type of connection there with the energy within the crystals and the energy within kids. Kids love crystals. Like, kids are literally drawn to them. If you listen to um, my episode about spirituality in, in the classroom, my friend said how, you know, the kids in the class would always ask her questions about the crystals and what they meant and what they did, and they would always be drawn to those. Um, also, yoga. You will see a lot of kids interested in doing yoga, breathing exercises, meditation, all of that good stuff. It works for temper tantrums. Um, being a teacher, I've seen both sides as well as being a parent. Those deep breath strategies, um, those meditation strategies during testing, during um, cool down times, all of that type of thing. It's not just a timeout. You know, you're sitting there infuriated. You're actually doing a strategy that is going to help you process those emotions a little bit better. So, you know, um, of course, I looked into the research that has been done, and it shows that when kids do kids and adults in general do some type of form of meditation or prayer, they are a percentage higher in satisfaction with their life. I believe it was about 33%, but don't quote me. Um, there are, There's also research that has been done to connect meditation and mental health, which is why you will hear therapists talk about meditation. Um, all of these different mental health professionals recommend it at some point in your healing process because it actually shows a drastic change in your brain just based off of breathing, being in silence, um, being outside. All of these things show a change within your energy um that is going on in in your brain waves when you do these things so when you are doing this meditation it kind of presents a me versus other type of 
mentality, right? So when you're focused on meditation, you're focused on you, right? You're thinking about you. How do I feel? What am I thinking right now? You're in the present, right? Any other time throughout the day when you got these noises, you got people around you, right? You're always focused on the other. You're either focused on the past, the future, whatever the case may be. What's going on in your life? What do you have to do? Where you have to be, right? You're thinking about all of these other things. Even as kids, they do the same thing. Mine is going 100 miles per minute, right? What's for lunch? What's for, what are we going to do at recess? What Do my friends still like me, right? But when you give them that time to do that meditation, um and prayer whatever the case may be you give them that time to only think about themselves and the present which is where we are trying to radiate the majority of our energy we don't want to spend our lives putting energy into things that might happen or things that have already happened we want to put our energy into the now right so when I'm doing this show I'm thinking about right now I'm not thinking about anything else right I'm thinking about right now um Now, one thing that I want to kind of wrap this all up with is kind of the thought of that golden rule. I feel like you can't go wrong when you teach your kids the golden rule. Um, Do unto others as you would have done unto you. And so when you're thinking about these values and these religions and this spirituality and the things that you want to instill in your children, understand that the energy you give off is the energy that you give back. We're literally boomeranging this energy out into the world. And at some point, it has to come back to us. And so when you're giving off that angry energy, that angry energy is going to come back to you in some form at some point in your life. When you're giving off that hurt energy, when you're giving off that positive energy, whatever the energy uh, that's being transmitted, whatever the vibration of that energy, it has to come back at some point. And so karma, whatever you call it, golden rule whatever you do to others the bible says it you reap what you sow no matter what religion you believe in they always tell you to be a good person right you want to do good to other people i think that's the most important things that that you can instill in your child however again it's different when your mom and dad says be a good person you know you're like yeah all right mom dad but when you hear it from other people, when you hear it from church, when you hear it from school, when every when every place that you go is um, becoming that village and that community that's pouring into you to do these things, then you kind of transmit that that energy a little bit uh, better. So I thought about entitling this show spirituality and in, in, in children, but um, I think I focused a little bit more on how I feel about church and um scandals in church and stuff like that and so yeah we're kind of gonna go with go towards you know that that route definitely always 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 don't forget to rate rate the podcast guys rate it I don't care if you rate it one star I want your real true opinion of the show um and don't forget to tell somebody about about the podcast share it with somebody um send the link to someone Maybe somebody is uh, trying to figure out what to do when it comes to their kids, religion, spirituality, those type of things. I definitely recommend you um, share this episode with them. And again, guys, I'm on all social media sites. Follow me on Instagram at 33spiritual underscore gangster, one more underscore. Follow me on TikTok at underscore spiritual gangster. On Twitter, I'm gangsterspirit33. You guys can email me. You want to be on the show? 
My email is 33spiritualgangster at gmail.com. Last but not least, I am on YouTube. Only usually so far when I have visitors am I on YouTube because we do Zoom meetings. And so you can find me on YouTube at the Spiritual Gangster Podcast, guys. Um, I will see you guys next time.